Are you manifesting the kingdom of God or your own version of it or your own will? That's what we're going to talk about today. How can you actually tap into the esoteric message that the Bible as well as other spiritual texts hold within them and actually take it into your life in a way that's not dogmatic, not systematic, but rather esoteric where it can actually bear spiritual fruit in your life. Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Uh, this is going to be part two, or really just the end of the episode I tried to do this morning. So if you didn't watch part one, go check that out. I'll try to pick up where I left off. Um, I lost internet this morning, and I've, they've been back and forth all day messing with it. So fingers crossed for the time being, we have internet. So uh, hopefully that will continue. So what's up, Shimmer Sparks? Welcome. Hi, Voltage. How are you doing? Hope you're having a beautiful day. Uh, the Hybrid Crew, thanks for being here. 400 Lost, thanks for joining. Katie, thanks for being here. Uh, Triumph 24, how's it going? Landon Smith, what is going on? As you guys jump in the comments, uh, this is going to be a great lesson today. Uh, and I just invite you to open your mind. This is an all-inclusive community we have here, multi-faith, multi-race, multi-orientation. We don't care who you're married to, where you do or don't go to church, or what the color of your skin is, as long as you're here in love and light. Um, that's the whole point. So um, we're here to explore together and try to find deeper levels of understanding on a spiritual level so that we can go out and actually bless people, make the world a better place, um, not experience so much uh, fear and doubt and uh, self-loathing and things like that. So uh, the kingdom of God is within you. That is something I've gotten a lot of heat for saying, but it's literally right out of the Bible, literally right out of the Bible. And uh, no, I'm not cherry picking verses here. Um, I'm literally reading from the text what Jesus said, and I think it's really important that we understand that. Um, I don't really, uh, again, I get a lot of heat too for not reading the entire Bible and buying everything in the Bible as literal uh, fact. I look at it as uh, a set of mythologies, understandings, esoteric truths, some history, um, some prophecy, and a, a whole lot of things that we're supposed to look at the story as an archetype for what's happening within us. Uh, that's how I read it. That's how I've found peace and enlightenment through the text rather than systems of self-condemnation. Um, again, fear and loathing, um, if you will. So, um, being asked by the Pharisees when God's kingdom would come, he answered them. Now, before I read this, if you watch part one, you know what I'm going to say. But before I finish that statement, where do you think Jesus is going with this? What do you think he's going to say? Uh, we have had a lot of culture of Jesus is coming soon, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm not here to argue that. Maybe he will. Great. Uh, if he doesn't, great too. I have him within and he's already risen within me. Uh, he's already manifest and come down on a cloud within me. Um, and so that's really important when we read it that way, because I'm a, I'm an older millennial and I've lived through probably more than a dozen of what were supposed to be the end all be all. This is when Jesus is coming events. 
Um, and so with that said, that's caused like a lot of issues internally, not just with my faith, but also with myself as like waiting, checking on my dog here, waiting for the savior to come down and thinking that I'm going to be like rescued out of this. Uh, when I think that he had a much different message, especially if we read, uh, the gospels exclusively. And then we add like uh gospel of Thomas or any of the Gnostic gospels to that. Then you even go deeper down that rabbit hole. But if you don't want to read Gnostic gospels and you're not into that, I totally understand. I am. Um, but I think that the message still remains within the canonized gospels we have, which means Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, which is what's present within the modern uh, Bible that you have with 66 books in it. Some different translations or different traditions may have more or less books. Uh, but for the purposes today, like your your Christian Standard Bible, which I have, uh, your NLT, your NIV, those are all going to have the 66 books. Uh, and they're going to have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, I don't get into like First John, and, and that's not what I'm considering a gospel uh, I'm not considering, you know, anything Acts, Romans, uh, any of the writings of Paul, and then obviously not the Old Testament here. Uh, because if you separate the gospel message out within the gospels, it actually does mean something different in my opinion. Uh, so what's up, David Martinez? How are you doing? Or David Martin, excuse me. Uh, Shimmer Sparkles, what is up? Hearts and happy day. Uh, the Authentic Mystic. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome. Um, so with this, Jesus goes on um, and answers the Pharisees. He says, um, they're asking when the kingdom of God would come. Um, and he says, the kingdom of God doesn't come with observation. Uh, neither will they say, look here or look there. For behold, God's kingdom is within you. Um, and this is where some translations even will literally have that changed from, uh, if you go into the Greek translation and look at like the interlinear, which I do a lot of, you're going to find where it actually says God's kingdom is within you. If you are reading and, and I can't tell you what translations, but there's several of them. Well, they will say God's kingdom is among you or God's kingdom is near that is not the literal meaning of what it is. And I like to look at the literal understanding of what those words mean, because rather than put a spin on interpretation, like let's look at what the closest we can to what he actually said. And I think with, with that understanding, we get the kingdom of God is within you. And this is so important guys. This one concept I'm talking about will free you from a lifetime, a lifetime of misunderstanding, misrepresentation, and mistranslation of the Bible. And the idea that the Bible is somehow an infallible word of God, because if you look at when it says the word of God in the beginning was the word and the word was uh, became flesh, uh, it's talking about Christ as the word of God. That literally, that word there is logos in the Greek. And logos means the divine expression or the computation of God. Uh, it can mean a spoken word, but it certainly does not mean the Bible. It certainly does not mean scripture. It didn't say in the beginning it was scripture and the scripture was with God. And, you know, uh, somewhere along the way, uh, a lot of people believe during the time of King James, a lot of people didn't like him. He gave the people a Bible. 
in effort to be liked. Um, and you know, that was kind of when we assume, or, or from the research I've done, the idea of the Bible being the word of God came out. Um, so anyway, anyway, uh, let's see. Um, I have no idea what you're saying, Gary. Uh, if you'll formulate a full sentence, that would be awesome. Uh, did God believe in um, a, a round earth or a other type of earth? Um, I don't think it matters what God believes in. I think it matters what you believe. Um, because you're going to experience the reality of that which you believe and that which you buy into. Um, and I don't go in for that kind of thing because that's just conspiratorial. Uh, conspiratorial type language and ideas uh, can really put you on your own island and really fill you with fear, anxiety, anger, um, and just cause you to feel this separation rather than this unity and love. And so, again, the message I'm preaching today is not popular. Uh, it's not something you're going to hear in most churches. It's not something that you're going to hear from most of your friends that are, um, you know, by all intents and purposes, the Bible-believing crowd. Uh, and again, this is not offense. And if you're one of those people, then welcome. This is a great message because you can begin to break out of those systems where you struggle because you don't understand how this ties to this or that ties to that. How do we justify the acts of God in the Old Testament or the God of the Old Testament? Um, absolutely. Uh, I am says, uh, wish people would just listen and move on if it doesn't resonate. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, and so with that said, you know, this is for eyes to see and ears to hear. Like if you resonate with my message, welcome. First off, uh, you are welcome here. If you don't resonate with it, I'm not here to debate with you. I'm, I'm literally here to bring the message that has helped my life. Uh, the message that has released me and opened a door within me because that's really important. And a lot of you guys are looking for things outside of yourself. You're looking for the perfect set of doctrine or scripture. You're looking for the perfect church. You're looking for the perfect system of spirituality when the ascended masters and I particularly looked to Christ. Um, he said, the kingdom of God is within you bring forth that, which is within you. And that with that, which is within you will either save you or destroy you. And that's from the Gnostic gospel of Thomas. Um, and with that Gnostic gospel comes a bunch of deep, deep, deep messages. And I'm working on a book right now. Uh, this is going to be a free like graphic novel type thing that you can download. Um, and then I'm going to have it on Amazon to order as well in print because it's going to be beautiful using a lot of my AI artwork. Um, and it's going to be a short story um, that's going to really lay out this whole thing for you guys and for me because I think it's so important that the world understand this now. We have 2,000 years of tradition with different men uh, and women and humanity or whatever you want to say laying out what they think but the question is what do you think someone else's doctrine doesn't save you your belief systems are what matter your internal peace your eternal glory your internal glory um your unity with that christ energy is what matters so um so that's a really good question uh banana patrick do i advocate for uh, ideologies that are based on faith, like, uh, you know, 
um, how do I say this without offending the TikTok gods here or the social media gods? Um, so it would be, uh, you know, marriage between a man and a woman or a woman and a woman or trans or whatever, LGBTQ, um, that type of marriage. Do I advocate for those laws? Absolutely not. I do not because it's not for me to judge anybody. It's not even for me to say that that's a sin. Like it literally is not my job to do that. And anywhere that we get that idea in the Bible is not what Christ spoke. Let me say that again. Anywhere we get that in the Bible is not the words of Christ. I have not found anywhere in the Bible where Christ speaks anything other than love acceptance, unity, forgiveness, and finding the path of ascension. And we get all of those ideas from either Old Testament doctrine or the letters of Paul. And if you guys know me, I'm not a big fan of the letters of Paul. I'm not saying that they don't have value. There's a lot of theories that they were actually changed and manipulated, and he actually knew the deeper esoteric truths, and you have to read between the line. I don't know. Um... But with that said, yeah, I'm using an iPhone. It's actually a, an iPad Pro um, uh, for recording, and then I've got a mic hooked to it. So, um, but yeah, so like that. That's a great question because here's another problem with people's spiritual ascension. When we're trying to look down on others, like I, I have so many friends that are of that of that walk of life, and that's why this is an all inclusive community here. That's why I wear tie-dye shirts like i want you guys to know you're loved again i don't care care who you're married to i don't care where you do or don't go to church i don't care what your political affiliation is i don't care what the color of your skin is if you're here looking for the authentic reality seeking the christ energy in your life so that you can go out and manifest the internal esoteric kingdom of god in the world that's what i'm here for that's why i'm here and I love you, and I will tell you that every day you're on here. Every person that comes comes on here to troll, I will tell them that too. Uh, absolutely, it's about loving genuinely. Uh, CCI Crypto Info, what's up? Um, says, I mean, the picture quality looks really great. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's actually the uh, iPad Pro, so it's not a 4K camera, but it's a uh, 1080p camera. And I actually thought it looked pretty clean and just as good or even better than the iPhone 13 camera that I have. And I can at least read all the comments because, you know, it's like this big rather than this big. So, um, it just made a really nice setup. I got a friction arm for it and I'll, I'll post some like behind the scenes pics soon over on the Facebook page. Uh, you guys can find my Facebook, my YouTube, my TikTok, my, uh, the audio version of this podcast goes out twice a day. There's an episode in the morning and in the evening, um, you guys can catch all of those in your car or wherever. Go check that out. It's all over at cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. That is the website. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> My allergies are just getting me today. I don't know what is going on, but it is that fall changeover here in West Texas. So, um, But if you guys haven't heard, I do have a Mythos membership. A lot of these creators now have different memberships. Uh, instead of doing a bunch of different tiers and trying to do all kinds of weird stuff, we just went with one tier. It's twenty nine ninety nine a month. Um, I set that price to be on the fairly premium side, uh, so I could pack a ton of value in it, but also make sure it was as affordable as like a streaming bundle that you might get, 
uh, with like your streaming networks or something like that. So uh, this is for people that love what I'm teaching and really want to go down the rabbit hole with me uh, with this idea of mythos. And mythos for our community stands for manifest yourself through holistic original spirituality. Manifest yourself through holistic original spirituality. And what does that mean, guys? That's that's what I'm talking about today and every day, by the way. Um, mythos is a set of beliefs or assumptions about something. And so it's literally agreements you make with yourself. Like, yes, I believe this literally happened. No, I don't believe that. Or yes, I adopt all of these ideologies to find the esoteric truth in them. And that's what, uh, that's how I approach this community as well as this membership in the membership. We have virtual meetups with that community privately. We have a private Facebook group. We have a private odyssey video library. That's literally going to have hundreds of hours of videos in it. I've already uploaded a ton of videos to it that are like trainings that I've never released before. Uh, the trainings we're going through there now are the God given gifts of brilliance from my book. Uh, but I get to go deep into the book concepts. And if you haven't read the book, don't worry. The video version of the book is in that playlist as well. So we have some really cool stuff in that. We're going to have free downloads, early access to different things that I try, uh, private speaker sessions in there, merch discounts and more. Uh, it's just a revolving membership, kind of like uh, what you might consider a Patreon or something like that. But a lot of these creators are doing that. Um, and I didn't do that just to follow with what they're all doing. I did it so that I could really empower, uh, the common individual like you and me that has been through all these systems. They've been through the church systems, through the seeking spirituality on their own, through, um, you know, whatever that is, substance, whatever you looked for God in and you never found him or you found pieces of him and you're really looking for a community to try to bring all that together. That's what I'm doing that for and to really recognize the hero within all of us. Um, so with that said, the kingdom of God being this esoteric idea, this inward reality that we have um, is such a scary concept for a lot of people. And here's why. Uh, because you have to dig through your own BS. You have to go through like all this clay of self. Um, and in fact, if you've been listening to the podcast, we talked about the flood narrative, the idea of the waters of the deep and the waters above welling together and flooding out anything, destroying those Nephilim ideas that we have in our head. And again, that's how I read stuff. Like, um, I don't care if it happened for real or not. That doesn't change my faith. Um, what changes my faith is, is getting the deep esoteric meaning of the scriptures. And that's what I try to bring out in this channel. So, um, is that picture behind you on a shirt, this one or the one before, um, let me know which one you want and I will put it on a shirt. I'm working on a brand new, uh, series of shirts. That'll be the mythos, uh, merch line, whether you're in the mythos community or not, we just want something that's themed around that, that we can all identify with. Um, so I do plan on putting the hero on the shirt. Yes. The one before. So the hero will be on a shirt for sure. I'm kind of working on different characters and stuff. All of that too is going to be in this book that I'm working on. It's more of a graphic novel type thing. And I'm really hoping to have it out for Christmas. So you guys have something to gift your friends, family, uh, even the younger, uh, you know, youth, even kids. I mean, I'm going to make sure that it's readable by like all age ranges um, and something that you can share with your family to no matter where you do or don't go to church or what you practice you have a way to to teach 
the idea of finding inner truth, inner light, the kingdom of God within, um, that's built around a bunch of different myth- mythological ideas. Uh, rather than trying to present everything within the Bible as fact, I want to present it for the esoteric truth that it has. Again, the idea of the flood, uh, we lost a lot in context because we don't have the book of Enoch in the canonized Bible. And the book of Enoch talks about the Nephilim, the, the fallen angels, the divinity falling down to earth uh, and then incarnating themselves with the daughters of man, creating an unholy creation of giants or Nephilim on the earth. And that was part of, uh, they brought war and different things like that to the planet um, and really caused problems with, uh, you know, God's creation. And so um, that esoteric truth can be looked at within us too. Like when you take the divine and the flesh and combine them, you end up with an unholy creation, right? I've had it in my life. I had addictions and fears and um, sin patterns and um, almost lost my marriage, almost lost my life. Um, I've been through a lot. And uh, that was like that Nephilim energy in my life, that union of the divine and the flesh, rather than um, me actually tapping into that divine and transcending, um, you know, my fleshly uh, whatever, you know. And so, again, looking at all these things esoterically is, I think, really important because uh, as we look at the kingdom of God within us, rather than going within to that kingdom, and getting through uh, all of our own BS, uh, a lot of times we just try to hybrid it and try to justify it with like everyday life rather than really saying, hey, this is the most important thing to me. I want to transcend. I want to deeply love people. I want to experience that. And by the way, um, I will trade whatever I need to for that. And that's part of my story is like I literally, uh, I sold my house, my car, um, gave up my business, um, went through a whole lot of stuff over this last year to be sitting here doing what I'm doing. Um, and I love it. And I'm so thankful that I get to do this and I'm thankful to you guys. But again, one thing that's really important to me is just to bring this message to light, to really impress upon people, no matter how many times I have to say it, that you are already within the kingdom of God. And, you know, combining the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Um, In the book of Enoch, it says that the waters above were the masculine, the waters below were the feminine. And combining those uh, was what actually washed those Nephilim away. Um, And so, again, just that deeper understanding of that, um, I think that that's something that um, I've had to really work on. As an artist, it's been easier for me because I have a lot of that creative feminine energy already. Um, but I still had a lot of that masculine, like take charge and like, I'm, I want to control my own destiny and I want to be successful and make my family proud and all this, blah, blah, blah. So with that, I had to really combine the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And with that, if you see the picture behind me, um, I've got, there's flames below and then there's this watery energy here and there's this door of light. Um, and I think a lot of times we don't realize um, what, what a powerful combination of energy we actually have within us. So, uh, I've got some questions here. Would you define what you mean by esoteric? So I can, I can understand it. Hey, what's up, Kathy? How are you doing? So esoteric, literally the definition of esoteric, it's like an onion, peel back the first layer. And then, you, then you see what's really within it's, um, 
it's the definition of it is literally the parables that Jesus spoke in. He said, you know, I speak in parables so that those that see will not see and those that hear will not hear. But you who have eyes to see and ears to hear that you may know the truth. Um, and so that esoteric uh, has really been sold by the world. And when I was growing up as like, oh, it's magic or something, you know, a lot of symbolism and like a secret book. Really esoteric just means like speaking in code. Um where you have maybe a mythological or even a literal event that has a counterpart spiritually that has a deeper meaning that can be internalized and understood. So um, it can be taken philosophically, spiritually, however you need to internalize it. But yeah, esoteric, esotericism is beautiful. Um, and especially when you get into the Gnostic Gospels, that's what it really is. You know, Jesus was not speaking literally in any of that, um, you know, in one of the things he says, you have to find a corpse to find life, you know, and he wasn't literally talking about that. He was talking about like, you know, what, what is this flood story? The, the, uh, unaliving of the, these Nephilim or these unions that we make within ourselves to try to justify, um, different systems and dogmas and doctrines with the actual spiritual aspects. It just doesn't work very well. You can't put new wine in an old wineskin. Jesus even said, you know, you put it in a new wineskin and you preserve the beauty of both. That's what I love about what Jesus said too. It's like, you know, like let's preserve them both. I don't think that you have to pick either or, but trying to combine them fluently doesn't work. You don't pour them in the same vat together. You preserve both. And so I think that that's again, one of the deeper, more beautiful things. And Kathy, you know, uh, you, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply, um, you, you see the surface, but then when you get to know me, you see a much deeper like layer underneath. And that really is the definition of esoteric. I'm an esoteric person. When you meet me for the first time, you're going to get the first layer of the onion. You start peeling that back and you go, Oh wow, there's a lot more depth there. So, um, let's see. Uh, to me, the definition of ignorant is, uh, lacking information that, that actually is it. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, like ignorance is just, you don't know, like we're all ignorant of something and, and that's ignorance is not a bad thing. Ignorance is bliss, right? But ignorance is one of those things where, uh, we are in the state of ignoring something is what ignorance is. And so when you're actually ignoring something, it's like you might see it, but you're like, la, 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 la. You might see all the spiritual principles and the deeper mysticism in the Bible, but you may go, la, 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 no, it's more comfortable for me to like take all this literally and historically. And I'm not saying it's not, by the way. I'm just saying esoteric understandings. I'm trying not to sneeze, guys. Uh, I'm not going to sneeze, I promise. Um, esoteric understandings is something that can live side by side, again, preserved separately from the idea that this inherently has to be historic and we have to work out timelines rather than, Hey, what does it mean? Like what, what is the, the base understanding of this? So in one of the base understandings is like, why did Christ come? Why did we need a savior? Is it because we're sinful or was it because of the sins of these other dimensional beings, other creations of God that they took an oath to protect, to serve, to take care of God's creation. And they broke that oath. And so a lot of the judgments that you see in the Bible, especially pre-canonization, were understood as judgments on the watchers or the angels. 
um, or what some mythologies consider the gods. You know, that that's a story that transcends biblical literature. Um, and if you start looking into more mythologies, you see that biblical literature is not, uh, it's not new. It's not alone. Um, it's kind of the same stories, um, redefined within those cultural bounds. And so the more I study, the more I see, you know, the Greek influences in it, you know, obvious Hebrew influences, but even Egyptian, uh, Babylonian, uh, Sumerian, those different cultures are really, it's a melting pot. And we have to understand that when we go through it and read it. So that's why it's easier for me rather than trying to understand what's the meaning of why this this part of the Bible is so similar to this Egyptian story rather than me trying to go, well, was Jesus really Horus? Was, uh, you know, did he really come from Egypt? Did he really like, what's the deal with this? Uh, because you start to question things like deeply. And while that's not a bad thing, a lot of people struggle with that and it shakes their faith. So for me, rather than it shaking my faith, I went, you know what, this is all esoteric. And if it happened, great. If it didn't, great. But this is, there is some spiritual me every single day. And I'm having internet problems again. Let me repeat that. Um, I try to disassociate the message of Christ from the literal interpretation of it. Again, I'm not refuting if it is literal. Uh, if it is, great. But again, I don't want to miss that deeper message, the spiritual message and the narrative that should unfold within me every day. Um, and so when we get more into Scripture, you know, we have this verse that we're all used to hearing. Matthew 6, it says, uh, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is sound, your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If, therefore, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And so one of the understandings here is there is light within you. Are you going to feed that light? Are you going to recognize it? Are you going to call it out? Are you going to share it? Are you going to recognize it? Are you going to agree with it? Are you going to say, no, I'm a sinner I don't deserve to whatever. We're just worms in a bucket. Or you say, no, we are beings of light. We are divine creations of the Father. We're meant to be seeds of the kingdom of God. In fact, seeds of Christ. I don't believe he came to create a church or followers. If you read his actual words, then you understand on a deeper level that he came to create Christ's or at the very least seeds of himself and multiply throughout the world so that that message would resonate and continue to show the way of life. So, uh, Paul says, I feel you. Uh, we don't want to ever throw out the baby with the bathwater. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And sorry, Steffi about the internet stuff. Uh, I've been dealing with it all day. I'm probably going to be having to switch internet companies, which is always fun. But, uh, you know, of course, uh, the one I'm with now claims there's nothing wrong, but you guys can clearly feel it every day uh, as I struggle to keep a live stream up for an hour here. So there's definitely something going on, some ghost in the machine that uh, nobody can seem to find. So uh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's right. Absolutely. So again, I bring this message, uh, you know, it's not an and or message. It's, it, or it's not a this 
or message. It's a and message. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, you can have an esoteric understanding of something. You can have an esoteric understanding of many of the great historical figures too, uh, and understand what they were saying on a deeper spiritual level. So does that mean you're ascribing meaning where there isn't meaning? No, I believe that there's deeper meaning in everything. I think that everything that we interact with in the physical realm has a spiritual counterpart, a spiritual archetype that is connected to it, an energy, frequency, and field that we are communicating with. Um, and so for me, I can see, understand, hear, and know the authentic message of Christ if I never read another word in the biblical text, if it just disappeared tomorrow and we never had access to it again, I can go out and spread that message. And I think we should all be able to understand it on, on that deep a level where it's not about the times, the places, and the things. It's about the spirit and the depth of the message. Again, I want to learn from Christ. There's plenty of people that they want to learn from Paul. They want to learn from Moses. They want to whatever. But again, for me, that's just riding too many horses. I'd rather ride one horse. And for me, that's the message of Christ. I see the same exact message in the Gnostic Gospels. That's what really took me on this journey deeper. I already saw it in the Gospels, but then I had all this other noise around it. When I dug into the Gnostic Gospels and more of what we really do believe, even archaeologists and theologians are starting to agree a lot more on like you know these Gnostic texts and the authenticity of them. I see the same message and I can't, I can't keep it quiet because I see too many people suffering because they're trying to combine things in the same wine skin or they have these unions rather than uniting the divine feminine and the divine masculine within themselves, clearing out any of those unholy unions, uh, things that we try to justify. Even the idea when you tell yourself every day, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. Uh, you know, that to me, that's a problem to me. That's a problem. Um, you know, and there, there is a verse. Um, if you say there is no sin in you, I'm looking it up cause I want to quote it correctly here. Yes. Cause it's not from a gospel. It's from first John. Uh, if we claim to be without sin, we decide ourselves, um, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So a lot of people use that verse and they go, look, we're all sinners. Well, guys, I'm telling you, I literally am go. I I've looked at so many different world faiths. I've read so many different ancient scriptures. I'm reading the Bhagavad Gita right now and I'm seeing the common message between Buddha, Krishna, the Christ. And I don't see how some of this other stuff fits in that narrative of that authentic speaking of life understanding that we're divine beings and that we have light within us and, and it's up to us to activate that. And we can't activate that when we're continuing to make agreements with ourselves that all we are is just worms in a bucket. And I've made more mistakes probably than everybody put together in this, in this chat today. Like I'll be the first one to say, um, I've looked in all the wrong places to find God. I have, uh, hated myself and I've, uh, disliked and distrusted others. Um, I've looked to substances, uh, anything you can do. I mean, it's like I, I've looked for God in all of these places, even, even money, even had a pretty successful business for a while. And I'm telling you guys, I've gone far and wide. I've looked all of those places, but I still somehow know there's light in me. 
I still know that I'm forgiven. I'm loved. I find it easier to forgive others now too. I'm starting to find that authentic alignment with the message of Christ rather than these doctrines and dogmas that we try to reconcile all the time. And all we do is bear more Nephilim spiritually in ourselves that wage war against our very spirit of light within us. And that's all I'm asking all of us to do. If you're part of this community, thank you for being here. Welcome. If this is the first time you're hearing my message, I get told a lot that I'm not, I'm not preaching the gospel, but I'm telling you I'm only preaching the gospel. And I'm not preaching uh, one that is associated with any church, any doctrine, any dogma, or any type of, you know, uh, whatever. I'm preaching the one that I see that's authentic, that disassociated from any of those systems, I can see the truth in the words of Christ. And I see the alignment in those words with these other, more ancient, deeper, more spiritual ideologies. And so that's how I approach it. I, I don't know really where to go. Like if you guys have questions, comments, prayer concerns, drop them in the comments. I'd love to answer them. Uh, I hate that this had to be two separate parts because I was on a roll this morning and it gets so frustrating when I lose internet. Like, guys, it's been a struggle. Um, and, and I pay premium, too. It's not like I'm on a cheap internet over here. I'm, I'm paying premium. So with that said, guys, pray for me. Pray for this ministry, this mission, whatever you want to call it. Uh, consider supporting it by becoming a Mythos member. Check out our merch. We've got all kinds of cool stuff. Spiritual resources as well if you don't want to learn from me. I have all the Ascended Masters, all the books from them right in uh, over in my website, cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Uh, I've got the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, I've got uh, different uh, Gnostic texts in there. I've got all kinds of really, really good stuff, ancient text, ancient scripture to learn from. So beautiful, beautiful stuff there. So. Uh, the message of Christ has to be the purest wine, the purest vessel. Absolutely, Paul. Absolutely. That's a beautiful way to put it. Um, and I love, love, love that. And, and of course, I respect the Old Testament. Absolutely. I am one of the people that hold that the Old Testament God is not the Father of Christ, but rather the Father of Christ is that divine El Elyon, God Most High, Abba, Father, Energy, Spirit, Fractal, Universe, Divine Mind whatever you want to call it, but it's that spirit, not the flesh being that could stand before Moses. Because you have to understand like Old Testament, I can take it esoterically, but a lot of it was written documentarily. So they really held and believed that Moses stood before God. Yet Jesus says no one, no man has stood before God except the son. Unless Moses was the son too. I mean, so, uh, when am I teaching on Norse mythology? Probably in January. Um, I may touch on it before then, but I'll probably do more of a series then because December, we're really going to get into the deeper magic of Jesus. Like the things that we can actionable actionably do. I can't talk today, guys. I'm sorry. It's been a frustrating day. Uh, the things we can actionably do. Uh, within our own life to practice the message of Christ where we actually manifest personal spiritual fruit. 
This is not about going out and preaching to people. This is about actually serving others, loving ourselves, taking time to meditate, fast, pray, actually do these things, wield uh, the thoughts, the emotions, the actions, and the energies that are associated with the spirituality of the Christ energy. So uh, that's something we're going to really, really work on this this December, I think. It's the best Christmas study we could do. Maybe I need a drink of water. I got like cotton mouth or something. There we go. Much better. Much better. So, yeah, I will be doing Norse mythology, but it'll probably be more in January because January is such a la-di-da month, too. Like, we're coming into, like, New Year and all the resolutions and stuff, and uh, it's still a cold winter month, so Norse mythology would be a great time during kind of that crisp January vibe, I think. So, I just want to see how it ties into some uh, and how it all works together. Yeah, you bet. Me too, Merle. I'm looking forward to to seeing that. I mean, we obviously see some of the parallels uh, with Norse mythology and other mythologies, but Norse mythology stands apart a bit from what I've what I've studied. There's some really weird stuff in it, and I'm and I'm looking forward to it. Ice giants being one of them. You know, you see some of it in like the Thor movies, but I think we're gonna find some cool stuff within it and and find out what it might mean in our own lives and. How does it correlate with any of the gospel parallels that might may or may not have? I don't know that it does, but uh, it'll be cool to look at. So, but anyway, you know, just take this message to heart, guys. Like that door is within you. Quit. Like we we're always looking for someone or something to save us. When we do that, and then we have a system that fails, or a church that hurts us, or people that hurt us, or you know, substances that quit working, or uh, we form an addiction around something or we lose a friend or whatever that is, then we lose our very sense of purpose and place in the world. And so I think that one of the things we can do is start to turn all of these messages inwardly within us and understand what they might mean on that esoteric level, that under the onion level, that, that, that you know, even the first layer is is a beautiful place to be. Some of these things we get deep, deep, deep down into the layers, but that first layer is just a beautiful place to study and understand. So uh, I think that reading things this way will really help you guys. Again, I'm not here to tell anyone that no, none of this happened. I'm just saying I found, I didn't find a lot of fruit with trying to prove one way or another or one timeline or another, but I found fruit when I started to go, okay, how am I, how am I terra firma, the earth, the planet, in the story of Noah, how am I actually the temple that Christ talked about? How am I a vessel of the kingdom of God, a vessel just like I shared in the Greek mythology last week on Pandora's box was not a wooden box. It was a vessel, a clay jar made out of clay, just as Pandora herself was made out of clay by the gods. You see the archetype there, the parallel between Adam and Eve, you and me. Pandora's, she opened that box or that vessel and all of the darkness, all that dark energy flew away. She tried to contain it though. She tried to keep it within and mix it with that light. And in light, there is no darkness. There can be no darkness. So let our light shine. What are we afraid of, right? Like get it, like let it all go. It's one of the first steps when you get into Eastern mysticism 
part of what I teach here. Let it go. Be here now. George Harrison, been studying him a lot recently. Be here now. Because now is all that exists. And that nowness and that kingdom is something you have access to today. You don't have to wait for a cloud or a rapture or any of this stuff. You have it in you now. And I think that's the most important message we can operate from. The kingdom is within. I love you guys. Thank you for your support. You can check out all the stuff I've talked about over at cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful afternoon. I'm going to see you tomorrow where hopefully I won't have as many internet issues and I can talk better. It's been a long day. Sadaguru has been good. I'm glad you turned uh, us on to him. Yes, awesome, Merle. I'm like almost done with the uh, book Karma by Sadaguru. Uh, I am going to put a modern gurus section on the website. Right now I have an ancient guru section where you can go find all the ancient scriptures, uh, things like Gnostic texts, Bhagavad Gita, stuff like that. Um, but I really want to do a modern guru section. I'll do that soon where you can get like the Sada guru book I'm reading and some other gurus that I follow, including like Grant Cardone. I consider one of my gurus. The 10 X rule is going to be vital. I think for people going through these next steps in our world economy, uh, to really understand that, like the action it takes to get to break through some of these barriers that may be coming, I'll probably do an economy series coming up too. That's not really what my channel is about, but I know a lot of you guys have expressed concerns and without getting conspiratorial or anything like that, how can we be prepared spiritually, physically, mentally, uh, intrinsically, all of these things? Like what do we do as a community? If that's something you guys want, definitely comment that, like give me the feedback to try to bring that message. Cause I don't want to do something nobody cares about, but at the same time, I do feel that urging that like, you know, as, as we move into a changing, uh, climate, as far as, uh, the intrinsic one goes, um, I think that, you know, a lot of people have questions and like, how does this spirituality fit in with being prepared? And, you know, like, what about the job and the bank account and all the stuff? And so like, how do we address that from a spiritual platform? And I think that, I think it needs to be done, but you guys let me know if you want to hear that specifically what angle of that you need you need uh, to receive a message from so kingdom is is within i promise i'll be able to talk tomorrow i don't know why i can't talk today the kingdom is within i love you guys have a beautiful day tomorrow will be better it always is love you guys peace <laughs>